The views and opinions expressed on the cap are those of the hosts. They do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Old Note Media. Any opinions stated are intended to offend anyone. episode 412 of the cat podcast i'm nate sperling here with my host taylor mcleod wearing the ugliest hat in the fucking world what is like what what is that even supposed to represent like you you have better hats you know that right i mean hey we we got the second best second best team in the group chat right now (laughs) in our in our astros fan doesn't even like baseball oh yeah that's true until it's time to so technically and if you're not you don't get to throw your sixth team in as the best team in chat. Like first, I would give you all, White Sox or Mets always. Yeah, those two in my head for you are like the two. That that makes me question our friendship. It makes it makes me feel like you hate me, like you want yeah, me to suffer. Those are your two favorite teams. First of all, I don't even mention that other team from Chicago anymore because they don't deserve it. Now the Mets. All right. If you're I'm, writing I'm up, if you're writing up end of season postmortems on a team, that's your team. <laughs> Okay. No, that that, that was that was no. That's how no, it goes. That like was, that, is, that was a side of the time. I was, I was, as someone who's, I was someone who's done that. I was someone who's done that for the team. Boston Red Sox so many times. That's your team, and it's was, okay. They're they're was, terrible, and you live you live somewhere completely different, right? So, like for me with you, sometimes to me with you, Mets is like probably number one just because okay. you're at City Field so much. I am at City Field a lot. Yes, that's right? correct. So like that's, that's correct. those two for me. And then you're at Yankee Stadium a bunch. So even, you know, I don't, when I think about you as a baseball fan, I don't think about you as a Yankees fan, but you're there enough Okay. where I'm like, all right, you clearly, you know, if you, because if you hated the Yankees, like I wouldn't, wouldn't be going. Right, mm-hmm. You wouldn't. Be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those three, whatever. Cubs. I didn't, I don't really agree with that one, but we'll give you that one. I literally have cup. I literally have Cubs socks, and I have a I have a Cubs shirt that's like the marquee of outside Wrigley Field. All right, that's great. So that's and and me. and my and my granddad was a Cubs fan, and right. I quote and I quote he hated the Yankees because they always got the best player from Kansas City. Well, perfect. Then we could put them over the Yankees. I would prefer that, obviously. Okay, okay yeah. But all I'm saying is that so for you, you put the Mets unquestioned for me. Like okay. when I think I, about you as a baseball, not fan. even challenging it. White Sox, same because I know no. that's like, no. but I know that's like one of your team's teams. I told you, I told you when I'm going to claim them again, and we can't say it here, but you know when I'm going to claim them again. No, that's that's fine. You, but like, that's off to the side, but it's okay. still high up there. Okay. Angels, I know that's for Otani, whatever. Okay. But the Dodgers, come on, yes, that's like a, that's like a. Were you over twenty when you went to a Dodgers game? Mm, yes. I don't want to hear it then. What do you mean? First of all, that was my first time in LA. They took us to a Dodgers game. The stadium is amazing, despite sure. how they how they That's how they great. got it. The the the, the 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 blue and the the white and the blue with the red number is just classic. They they always win. I I like a good amount of players on the team. I like Julio Urias. I like Walker Bueller. I like Dustin May. Um, Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman is start like starting to win me over. I love, I love, I Chris love Taylor. Like, no, like, hey, I, I'm not saying that Will Smith. I think he's is, the best catcher in the league. Like when we're on. like when we're like, all right, these are my favorite teams, right? Like, I don't put, I don't even think about you as a Dodgers fan. So what I'm saying is, you're like, oh, that ugly hat. Well, this ugly yeah. hat is better than all the other teams <laughs> that are in your in your stable. Adding, adding, adding to the case. 
when it's one o'clock at in the morning and there's nothing on, you know who's on? The Dodgers. I, I watch a fair amount of their games. That's true. That's true. When it's what? When it's two oh three PM and the Red Sox are playing the Yankees right now and they're winning. They're on, baby. Are, are they? Are they actually? I didn't even check the score. Yeah. I, I saw that Clark Schmidt was pitching, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a that's a L." I, I, Raphael, I De- Raphael Devers second deck first at bat. But you know what? That's about I'm right. just, you know, I'm happy for you guys. You at the end of the day, it's not gonna amount well, to see, anything. The thing is, you but, guys, you, know. you guys is a loaded term because in in terms of our chat circle, okay. I'm the only one who's been You're right. there. You're right. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy for the other Red Sox fan. Yeah, yeah. Fan. No, hey. Fan. No. If you're, watch- if you're watching, no, because at this point, watching almost every single game. Like, I, I I pulled the casual label for the 23 season. Okay. Real-time reactions to things that are happening, I can't. There's nothing you can say about that. You know what I mean? It's a little different when it's the eighth inning and we get the box score. Like, oh, my God, what happened? It's like. <laughs> All right, if we're if we're third inning and you're sending like if you're upset about an error by the second baseman in the third inning, okay. You know what I mean? I'm fine. I can give that up. But in terms of I put I put money on this team to make the playoffs. What you were on, Yeah, I did. At the beginning of the season I put money on oh, the Red okay. Sox to make got the playoffs. You, got you, got you. And, and so I've been, how how I've are you feeling there. about that investment? It was a small one. I okay. I made another one after they swept Atlanta in mm-hmm. July. I made another small wager. I don't make big wagers. Mm-hmm. To self control, we like to see it. Yeah, for for the for the Red Sox to win the division, mm-hmm. but that was just because the odds were really good. It was like I, you know, throw twenty bucks down and get a thousand back like that. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So I had to do that one. That one's not going to happen. But no. I still feel okay about. I feel okay about the the playoffs one. And if it happens, let's get a little nice dinner. Hey man, I, I'm all for it. You know, there's the New New York City has plenty of places to choose from. Um, so whenever you're in town, just let me know. Um, all right, I'll hold. Yeah, if they make here, let's make a deal. Okay, if they make the playoffs, I will hold that money until I'm in New York the next. You know what's time. crazy? And now, and now he makes me want to root for the team with the ugly ass hat. That that you, my dear friend, are surgical you're cerebral and you know what that's why you're on the podcast welcome to the cat podcast episode 412 i am your host nate spurl that is taylor mcleod thank you for watching on youtube listening on spotify apple podcast amazon music and more do us a favor hit the like button and subscribe to the channel follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media and check out all the old milk content on oldmilk.co that being said taylor um now that i guess we're on the same side how, how are you doing today i'm doing great I'm doing great. I'm in uh in Northern California, so I'm not bracing for a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the top of my. I know I talk about the weather a lot in this, but it is like a big part of life. Yeah. So Southern California getting ready for a hurricane. I don't know if it started down there yet or not, but all I know is that up here we are not getting ready for a hurricane. So can't complain. Love to hear it. All right, let's get into our segments before we get into our album analysis. First one, we have power rankings of the week. Uh, Taylor, you can go first. So as you can probably guess, uh, my number three, which is I maybe at the end of the year, I'll go back through all these and count them up. But I mean, Great Escape, Larry June Alchemist isn't leaving. Like it's staying there. And I, I, I was lying to myself a couple of times and put other stuff there. But it's like, nah, that one. every time I sit down in the car, start work, anything, that album goes on. So that's three. Uh, Hendrix by Future at two. Ooh. And then number one. An album that you and I both liked earlier this year, Kate Tramine. I've played that a lot this week. I heard an interview go. with 
heard an interview with Amine, went back to re-listen to that album. It, it's still really, it, like, uh, still, it's been a couple months. It's really good. Like, going back to it, it was kind of like, all right, I'm glad that you and I both liked it because it is a really good project. For sure, for sure. Um, Number three for me, I have Playboy Cardi by Playboy Cardi. Um, I feel like I, I miss, I want that Playboy Cardi back so bad. And I've been listening to that. Also been listening to Dial It a lot too. Um, I, I have a small suspicion in my brain that the next Playboy Cardi album is going to be a Rage album and then he's going to do something else only because like he had two albums of the same vibe and then it just makes sense for him to have two albums of the same vibe again. Completely, like there's no evidence to support that. It's just me trying, just wishing for the old Playboy Cardi back. Um, So that's why that's at number three. Number two, I have Trippy Red, A Love Letter to You 5. A lot of hate for his album, but honestly, I thought it was really good. Um, I don't think that he's going to be a superstar anytime soon or ever again, but I still think that he can put out quality music. And I think that's an example of that. And number one, we have Gunna, a gift and a curse. I mean, again, it's the young Gunna wanna, and he's still a big P and a star like Dallas. Like, come on, like, are we really going against that? We can't. Um, moving on, wow. we have a versus, and we are going to compare two Quavo features. We are going to compare uh, Guwap by Young Thug and Raph by ASAP Mob. Taylor, which Quavo feature do you prefer? Uh, so I, we kind of submitted these this week, a little different format, but, uh, I think, I think Quavo's feature on a raft is like probably my favorite Quavo feature. It's not to say it's the best Quavo feature because there's other verses where he, he raps a whole lot longer, but normally in these verses, I, I definitely go like based on sentiment and like a little bit of nostalgia more. So that was kind of like the height of like the, the Migos, like insane peak in like 2016, 2017. I mean, you got Rocky. Lil Uzi, who was also peaking at that same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Frank Ocean has the last rap verse on it. Where, so it's like that song to me means so much to me. And then Quavo right in the middle where he's like, don't step on my rap Simmons. Like, and then, and he, the, the line that always sticks out to me when he says left, left wrist, rolly butter. Like that was just like Quavo at the peak of his powers. And he could say anything. And it's like, yep, this is, this is the guy right now. Uh, on my end, I have Guwap as the best. I mean, first of all, it's a good song. You have uh, Young Thug, Young Scooter, um, obviously Quavo and Offset on it, and all, all of them hold their own weight. All, all of them carry their own water. Um, Quavo's verse, I, I feel like that's the best feature that I've heard from him. Maybe Portland by Drake, but uh, obviously uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Guwap. Um, shoot out the coop shoot out the roof. Like the way that he starts it off, love that. And then in the middle, he's like, "I'm the plug, cordless." I like that part too. Um, so even with the ad lib, so overall, just go out by Young Thug. I think that's the best Quavo feature. But after this commercial break, we will be talking about Rocket Power by Quavo. I was about to say future. Um, stay around, I guess. Stick around. Yo, this young little album is the best of all time. I can't wait to talk to Taylor about it, man. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. Yo, Yo what's good, Taylor? How you doing? I hate this album. Do you have to clean your ears first? What's my girlfriend said everything I play in the car scares her. She said I lost all my taste. Clearly. And I, I need your help. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? You want me to order you Q-tips? No, I need hoodies. I need a beanie. I need t-shirts. I need you to help. All right, I'll see what I can do. I can send you this beanie, but everything else we're going to have to see. Introducing the 2023 Old Milk Collection. This collection comprised of hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, and stickers designed by Nate Sperlin is guaranteed to show everyone your superior style and taste. Man, I hope Taylor doesn't scare the viewers with that bummy outfit. Oh, Yo. no bummy outfit today. Look at that. No, I'm much better. The album's sounding better. Everything is better. All thanks to Old Milk. Rush over to oldmilk.co to shop the 2023 Old Milk Collection today.
All right. Thank you for sitting through that commercial break. This is the Cat Podcast, episode 412. And on this episode, we are talking about Rocket Power by Quavo, 18 tracks, 51 minutes long, featuring Takeoff Twice, Future Twice, Young Thug, Huncho, and Baby Drill, album dedicated to Takeoff. Um, join the Rocket Power conversation in the comments below. That being said, Taylor, what is your first initial thought on Quavo's Rocket Power? Honestly, and I, this is probably like a similar feeling I had to only built for uh, what infinity links mm-hmm. like i i think quavo as he gets older and matures more musically like it's probably not stuff i'll come back to a bunch but like i'm 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 more and more impressed by by quavo like you know what like the solo artist quavo you know mm-hmm. and it's not like a collab where it was the Obviously, the Quavo and Takeoff was we. I remember us both liking it last year, but like the Quavo Travis Scott kind of like we just talked about that that peak of Quavo in like 2016, 2017. But then it got to the point where it was like too saturated. It was like, all right, pop song, let's get Quavo on a hook because like he is he's the guy right now. But like the farther we get away from that, I think I think it's more and more impressive what he's doing, and I think that he took some some interesting turns on this album. And that that were executed well. Like there, there wasn't a point in this project where I was like, "All right, I didn't." You know, that was like a big miss for me. But there was definitely some like some some risks he took, and I thought he lived up to it. So overall, I was pretty impressed by Quavo on on Rocket Power. Yeah. Um, going into this, I my one question was, would Quavo be able to stand alone? Would he be able to prove that he could stand alone? Um, Quavo honestly hasn't put out anything that I've liked that doesn't have Offset and take off on it or offset or take off on it. Like he just has it. Huncho, Jack, Jack, Huncho, trash. Quavo, Huncho, the solo project, trash. And it's the worst one out of the three solo projects that they put out. And I don't even think it's close, honestly. Like I, I hold The Last Rocket and Father of Four way higher than I do Quavo, Huncho. I did, it's just garbage to me. Um, I think that this album, Rocket Power, I think it gets the job done as a, tri- a tribute to Takeoff. There's like so many references to Takeoff. Um, the two Takeoff verses I really enjoyed as well. But as a reason to fall or as a reason to want more from Quavo, it just doesn't do it for me at all. I, the first listen for me was a bur- was a blur. Um, The main reason why is because the mixing on here is just so inconsistent and oftentimes just bad. I, like, for example, 1111, the producer tags are louder than Quavo. What are we doing here? Like, fueled up, like, when he dis- does that auto-tune stuff, like, you can't really understand him. The mixing is terrible there, too. Um, I also feel like Quavo might need to update his sound because, like, Realistically, and this is a question to you, Taylor, is there a difference between Quavo in 2016 and what we just heard? Uh to I mean to me, yeah. I think that I think that as you and I get older and I've noticed it in our conversations compared mm-hmm. to like when we were in college and just playing music like before going out, we're like, all right, yeah, how does this make me feel? And now like all the time me and you'll be like texting about like, oh man, this that one part was louder than the other. And it's like some like real like old man shit. I think there's a big difference in the to me, there's a big difference in the sense that, like, I almost think that Quavo has more leniency to, like, kind of, like, sit back and be a rapper as opposed to being, like, rap star Quavo. Like, mm-hmm. like the, 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 I mean, he, during that time, he was on every album. Like, like, there was a feature from him, a hook from him. Every single project, every single that would, like, go big was, like, somehow, like, I mean, Quavo was on songs with like Post Malone, Camila Cabello, like all Camila, like all this stuff, you know what I mean? So I think there's a big difference in it's 
it's almost like he has more time to just be like Quavo the rapper as opposed to like Quavo the pop star who's mm-hmm. like in everybody's face, you know, which wasn't a bad thing. But to me, there is a difference. Yeah, I, I don't really see it. I, I think that as we're thinking about the Migos, I feel like Offset is the most versatile. I felt like Takeoff was the best traditional rapper. And I feel like Quavo was like the charismatic one, basically the face of the brand. But in, in terms of like musically, I like I'm I I can't really there's very few song Migo songs that I'm listening to for Quavo, um, it, and and because of that it seems like he's just continually continuing on with his uh his sound from that Migos era and it's like 2023 can we get an update like you're still using the same techniques from years ago five years ago at this point it's like it we need some like the artistry just isn't there for me, um a lot of the hooks are just like repetitive over and over and over. And the thing that he's saying over and over and over is not catchy at all. I have no desire to repeat it. Um, the production also just could be better. I, I feel like they're the only, the liveliest song here was the one with takeoff and uh future titled back where it began. Like that's the liveliest beat. All the other beats, it kind of feels like it's slow. It's stuck in the mud. Um, I, I kind of wanted, wanted more of a pace to it or would have liked more of a pace to it. Um, just, just some liveliness to keep my ears open, fully open and, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that being said, again, as a, and maybe my critic, my, my opinion will be harsher because Quavo just doesn't do it for me than other people, but as a takeoff tribute, good gets the job done as something to make me want to listen to more Quavo. No, no. And I, I, I tend to agree with that. And I, the conversation obviously gets different as time goes on and you have the Migo separate, you have, you know, takeoff tragically passing away. So the conversation shifts. Cause it used to be like, all right, who's the best rap, you know? And mm-hmm. I think you put it perfectly. It's like, who's the best rapper? Who's the face? Who's the most versatile. I mean, you have similar conversations with, you know, another, another group that you and I talk about, not so much on the pod, but off the pod where it was like, you know, when, when Griselda was really, really Griselda, it's like, who's the best rapper? between you know benny conway and Westside, who's the best rapper who's the most versatile who's the face mm-hmm. and so you have those conversations and i agree with you like i would much rather listen to offset songs or take like i mean to me takeoff was the best out of the three like there's a song on uh culture too like made men to me is mm-hmm. like the peak of like love that takeoff yeah takeoff like being yeah. like all right i like i am the best rapper i'm the smoothest rapper and then like you know so and, and i honestly i I don't think that Offset and Quavo would necessarily like disagree with that. I think it was like I think part of it was that like yeah, like takeoff, takeoff, like that's his yeah. role. The, here. The, the main issue was that takeoff wouldn't accept the credit for being the best right. rapper in, in, exactly. in many of those interviews. Exactly. So I I don't know because you go through this period where it's like all right, the Migos are huge, so you know you kind of like like Culture One that 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 movement was so hard to like not fall into and be like Classic. this is amazing, mm-hmm. and then right after it it was. All right, th- I've had enough of this. You know what I mean? It's like we're trying to like capture this lightning in a bottle. But now, since everything has happened, I definitely look at things through a little bit of a different lens. I it's a, it's a much softer lens for, and it's not just because of what happened to Takeoff. It's 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 the Migos breaking up. It's like these like real connection, real life connections that were connections. You know what? A decade before the Migos were making music, mm-hmm. that have, you know falling apart for whatever reason so i definitely look at it through a different lens but this doesn't make me want more quavo quavo raps but it like like you said this accomplishes exactly what 
this accomplishes exactly what it was supposed to accomplish. And even like the instrumentals towards the beginning, they're like very like triumphant and celebratory. It's not, it, there's no feeling of like this, like super, like, like super, super sad Quavor, even which, which would have been worse if it was just like, all right, we have these like Lucy, like, you know, club songs, party songs that don't fit this, don't fit this narrative. Cause I'm sure there's hard drives full of Migos songs, just Quavo and Takeoff songs that are like, you know, like turned up in a way that wouldn't fit here. So I, I even think that Quavo did a great job of like choosing what what songs needed to go where. And and we talk about this a lot, but like sequencing, track listing, I don't think there's anything necessarily special about the order, but I think that everything that's here should be here. There's a few songs that like, like we talked about it before we got on like 1111. If that wasn't there, like I, you know, I'm not losing sleep over that, mm -hmm. but I do think that everything that is here belongs here. And there's nothing that like feels out of place. That's just like, you know, in bad taste or in like, all right, this doesn't fit, but it's here because we're trying to like get as much of this old feeling as, as we can. So it, it's, it's so hard to be like, nah, this doesn't make me want to listen to more Quavo. I mean, it, it does. But it is like, all right, this is like a different Quavo than what we've grown accustomed to. Like there is a difference in how he sounds. And, and like you said, it's it's unavoidable that this this whole album is for takeoff. Like the the name Rocket Power, obviously. And then like however many mentions of like, you know, just like take off his name, his nephew, like talking about even there's like little parts of it where he's talking about offset and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and we've heard, you know, stuff beforehand, but I don't know. There's just so much to this project that it feels like so much more than just like just reacting to like verses and hooks and stuff. So I definitely am looking at this project through a much softer lens than I would have had it been another, like a, a follow-up to only built for infinity links. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I am still looking from it, looking at it through the same lens. I've put the takeoff tribute to the side. Like I said, it accomplishes its goal. And really, my main, um, my main focus is how does this album help Quavo in the future? And through that lens, I, I feel like it fails. I, I like it, the album itself sounds like 19 singles put together. Like they're like besides the intro being placed where it is and the outro being placed where it is, it doesn't seem like there's much logic between where the tracks are placed. Um, I also feel like um, the transitions in between, like that little two seconds of silence between each song could have been removed and that could have led to a more seamless um, song to song thing. Another thing too, Quavo doesn't really have many songs here where he's giving us a second verse. Um, the first four tracks, only one Quavo verse. I believe Patty Cake is the second track. And that is a takeoff verse. So that makes like it makes sense why there's only one Quavo verse on that song. Um, but besides that, track five is an interlude. Track seven, Quavo song by himself, one verse. Track 11, Quavo song by himself, one verse. Track 13, one verse. Track 17, one verse. Track 18, one verse. So it's like, like, and I, I think another part to it is going back to when they first came out and everyone was talking about which one do we think is going to be the best by himself. And it, se it seemed like at the time, the answer was unanimously Quavo. Like Quavo can go on his own. He doesn't need offset. He doesn't need takeoff. He can go on his own, be a superstar. And here, see, just going through Rocket Power um, and just seeing the way that it was executed, um, how some of the mixes aren't exactly right, how the the song, the album isn't as cohesive as I'd like it to be, um, how 
few verses there are in between how long the hooks are as well like it kind of seems like the hooks are like you know like when you're supposed to write two pages and you have a page and a half and then you just like have to like start using start saying things in a longer way to make it seem like you met the assignment that's what it kind of comes off to me as um so overall like i i just feel like the mastery that we expect on this podcast from an album just is not there um yeah. you go ahead you I, can go ahead i see I, like and the thing is like i don't i don't disagree with anything that you're saying and it, it's just it is such like a weird it's such a weird thing to have to talk about like the the because when we when we reviewed the the quavo and takeoff album right it was mm. like it's like all right yeah the migos are in the past but it's like are, are the migos really in the past like you know what i mean and and now there's obviously a sense of permanence it's like yeah. no like that's not coming back and when you when you talk about it's like one verse in the hook it's like you look at all the best migos songs and it's like yeah that's what Quavo would do. One yeah. person a hook. Like he is the star. He is like the the almost like the quarterback of mm -hmm. of of the Migos, where it's like, all right, yeah, like I'm gonna get like he he knew how to like facilitate almost like those Migos song where it's like, all right, yeah, like he's gonna do the hook, he's gonna give you the memorable stuff, the stuff that draws you in, and then you're gonna stick around because offset and takeoff are doing their things. And obviously both offset and takeoff had hooks that were great. And and you know, I don't I don't wanna make it like, all right, yeah, they were just like waiting in the wings, but like that was kind of the and he he said it on this project, like he was the oldest one. He was the there was so much of it that was like and you don't see it this way in the moment, but now looking back with with hindsight and the context of what has happened, you really do see like the familial structure that was like part of like the Migos music. And and so I think that's that's where I end up looking at it. Like all right, like Quavo gave us this, and I don't have anything. Like it's like what a there's no part of me that's like oh I wish we got like a, a harder Quavo album because I first of all and this is happening a lot. This happened with Triple Red last week. It used to be like, all right, surprise drop, right? And then it was a big deal. But now we get these like these like weird ones where it's like an artist teases something like six days in advance. And then on Wednesday, it's like, oh, no, album on Friday. And you're like, are, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's not even like like when when Beyonce, when she when she put out Beyonce, like that was mm -hmm. like the first like, all right. But she was, she's Beyonce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Number one when artist Drake, in the world, depending on right. who you're asking. And that was, that was 2014 when Drake put out if you're reading this, it's too late. Like he put out the short film the night before and then the mixtape came and it was like, but again, that's Drake. And it's not to say that Quavo, it's because it's not just Quavo. It's these, these rollouts, I feel like, don't give us any time to like build excitement or like anticipate anything. So then we go into the project being like, I guess it's kind of like, it's like this, like, I wouldn't even call it a pleasant surprise. And it, it, cause in the, it, it's like they ruined the surprise. It's like you had a surprise party, right? And you didn't know about it. And then like two days before, someone was like, hey, they're going to give you a surprise party on Friday. And you're like, all right. And so you have to like act surprised and then you get into it. And it's like, yeah, this is good, but it's not, it's so much of the structure. And like, I want to reiterate, this isn't this project. It's not specific to this project. It's kind of how everything is happening now. Mm -hmm. But I definitely don't think like you said, like the mastery. And I think that's bigger than just the music. It's bigger than the mixes. It's bigger than the structure. It's, it's like the, the rollout for this was just so like quick and like not a thing. And for an artist of Quavo's magnitude, it's like you expect more than that. You expect. And, and so, yeah, it's 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 a tough project to judge because it's like they just kind of gave it to us. And it's like, all right, here you go. 
Yeah, I, I think that the one thing that we can both agree on is that more time should have been spent on this project. Yeah. Um, whether it's making sure that the mixes are right, making sure that the rollout is correct, um, just making just making sure that everything was supposed where it's supposed to be and everything made sense. I feel like more time could have been could have been spent here. Um, also, I, I wouldn't like I wasn't really expecting or I didn't really need a takeoff tribute this early. Like I kind of figured that there would be a time for Quavo to grieve. And then based off that, then we would get into like, then he would get into making some music. So this all really just came sooner than I expected. And I think because of that, the product is showing that it's sooner than expected yeah. as well. Um, that being said, I, one thing about the transitions as well, I, I like how takeoff closes fueled up. Cause he's like, do his, do the shit for the fam. Cause it's bigger than me. And then he opens up with patty cake. But then again, yeah. if this transition is seamless, I feel like that hits harder than versus you you have the second or two seconds of silence in between, and then you just get on to the next song. Um, some of the references to Takeoff that kind of stood out to me, Mama told me, I, I like that one is just full of uh, references to Takeoff. Like Mama is one of his most iconic ad-libs in the first place. Um, when Quavo says, Mama told me keep the dollars at home. Mama told me don't gamble that shit. That's a uh, reference to the night that Takeoff unfortunately passed. Um, and then there's also like memories that Quavo had with Takeoff um, that he references throughout that track. And then additionally on Hold Me, um, he really addresses basically the whole familial situation right now. Um, lost my nephew to gunplay and smoke shit. Lost my dog to some petty ass hoe shit. So that's basically what's going on with the Migos right now. So that's unfortunate to hear. Um, last thing I do want to say before we get into favorite tracks and rating the album, uh, Galaxy... For what it's worth, I like Galaxy. I like the fact that he took that risk. Um, I like that it's a different beat. But even then, like when you're listening to it, you're listening more to the beat than you're listening to Quavo. Like I feel like throughout the whole thing, there are times where Quavo should have um taken control, been the alpha, if you will. And yeah. in, in terms of the alpha of the song, the alpha versus like him versus the beat, who is the alpha here? And he just doesn't do that, which is disappointing to me. Um, but that being said, Taylor, what are your favorite tracks? So we just talked about one. Uh, I think Patty Cake is incredible, especially the way that the first track leads into it. Um, I thought it was, you know, I didn't want to go like, yeah, the first two are, you know, so I just went with the second Patty Cake. I think Hold Me is really good. I think mm -hmm. that's like a pretty vulnerable, vulnerable song in a way that like isn't, it actually gets into the vulnerability of it. And it's not this like, I don't know there's things that like tie into the rest of what we've been saying where it's like it almost doesn't get deep enough and it doesn't stay surface level enough it's like it opens the door it's like but don't come in though um so patty cake hold me back where it begins obviously mm -hmm. like take off and future on a song it's future it's gonna be one of my favorites yeah. galaxy and then uh the outro greatness i really yeah. like the instrumental on greatness and i think that quavo really really goes in that i know that's the song where he said like the group isn't coming back like it's it's over or whatever but um so we had heard that before but but to me those are those are my favorite patty cake hold me backward begins galaxy and greatness despite my criticism of this album the one song that cuts through it all and is my only favorite track here is back where i began i mean future take off quavo like you said like everyone holds their weight there future the hook is another example of a long hook that we hear multiple times take all's verse was amazing um yeah, Back Where It Began is probably the only track that I can see myself wanting to listen to over and over again. But moving on, let's rate the album from a personal playback standpoint and a objective playback standpoint. Um, Taylor, go ahead. So I'm realizing that I really I really don't have a great feel for either of these two things. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, 
like because i'll be like yeah i'm gonna listen to this for a while and then i'll like i'll hear a song from like an album from you know 2012 and then li- listen to only that for the rest of the week <laughs> and i'm like i am like it's almost like my brain isn't equipped for this conversation it's like no nah, like you're gonna hear something but i for myself i think that this will fall into an area where especially because there's future on it twice which is a huge draw for me where i I'm going to give this a couple weeks for myself, two, three weeks, like stick with it, see what I really like. And then I don't do playlists really, but there are a couple of songs on here that I don't want to let fall out of rotation because like there is like a, a an end to all this that I don't necessarily want to deal with right now. Objectively, I don't think this has really the legs to last super long. And I think that part of it is that it was, it was kind of out of nowhere and doesn't have understandably doesn't have that like one song that is you know gonna gonna cut through so for myself i'll give it two to three weeks objectively i'll say around two to three weeks the same but i i kind of mean less and there's some songs that are really triumphant like patty cake i do think that's really triumphant and stuff but i don't i don't think this has a ton of legs either way yeah i i agree from for myself um honestly I will take back where it began and probably never listen to any of this again. So, but to, yeah, I'm, I'm after we're done talking about this, which we're basically done talking about this right now. I don't see myself going back to the album again. Um, Objectively, I see it as one week, which is unfortunate. I feel like there just isn't enough buzz around here, around this album. And I also don't know, or I haven't really seen people show like yo i really care about this like i've been anticipating this for so long like there just isn't really that energy in the air for this so definitely one week objectively as well um all right this has been the cat podcast episode 412 thank you for watching let us know your opinion of rocket power in the comments below do us a favor hit the like button and subscribe to the channel follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media check out all the old milk merch on oldmilk.co that being said we will be back when hip-hop tells us to be and we are out 